Welcome back to episode 50 of Insects for Fun, the weekly podcast covering all things entomology. This week, we're looking into a very interesting kind of fly, which is actually not a fly at all, and seems more like a chimera than anything else. Scorpion flies are a group of insects belonging to the order Mechoptera, which means long wings. But the wings are not the most interesting thing about these insects. There is one family in particular, called Paranorpidae, and the males in this family have an abdomen which curves upward and has a large bulb-like structure with a pointed tip at the end. This family has the most species and is the main reason why Mycoptera are often referred to as scorpion flies. That being said, those showy and intimidating tails are only for mating and they can't harm you or anything else. Another really wacky feature of these insects would be their long mouths. The heads are actually small, but the mouth itself is really big. The term for a mouth like this is called a rostrum, which I mentioned in the acorn weevil episode. As for the wings, they are heavily veined and have a more primitive appearance, as if they came from a mayfly. I really can't stress enough how strange these look. It's as if someone took random parts from different insects and put them together into this monster we call a scorpion fly. The distribution for these is worldwide, but the diversity is strangely separated. For example, there is more variety at a species level within Africa and the European continent, but there is a greater variety in families and genera in the Americas and Australasia. And not all of these scorpion flies look this weird. There are nine families within the order, and each one looks pretty different. For example, one family called Bitacidae looks like a four-winged crane fly, and they are often referred to as hangflies or hanging scorpions. Another family, called Bereidae, look more like fleas, or even the flightless midge found in Antarctica. In general, scorpion flies prefer more humid environments in forests and grasslands surrounded by broadleaf vegetation like oak trees or other shrubbery with flat leaves to rest on. These insects feed on everything from honeydew and nectar to dead or dying organisms. Many of them actually snatch prey out of spider webs, which is really cool. Some though are carnivorous scavengers that prey upon smaller insects and sometimes even the spiders themselves. The hanging flies mentioned earlier are in this camp and have a really cool method for catching prey. The flies literally hang on the edges of plants with their legs dangling down and then they grab insects mid-flight to feed on. The life cycle for these is holometabolis, which means that they all have a larval and pupal stage. The larvae for scorpion flies actually resemble caterpillars and spend their time in the ground feeding on decaying matter and other small insects, except for one special family found in New Zealand, Australia, Tasmania, Chile, and Argentina. This special family, called Nanocharistidae, have aquatic larvae that prey on smaller animals in riverbeds. They are also believed to be one of the only larvae that have true compound eyes, which is really wild because compound eyes are known to be a special trait in adult insects. As I just told you, this eye is special. I can't speak for every scorpion fly out there, but in general, these have one generation a year with the pupae staying dormant during the winter months. Females lay their eggs in the soil and require a certain moisture level in order for the eggs to hatch in a timely manner. This is not uncommon with insects that develop in the ground such as beetles and cicadas. And if the moisture levels are off, it can delay the hatching of scorpion flies up to months. 
As for the mating, scorpion flies have some interesting rituals, and they usually involve offering a female some kind of incentive to woo her. For example, common scorpion flies, which are the crazy chimera looking ones, have three separate tactics for luring a mate. The first two are to offer wads of spit or a dead arthropod. That's pretty good. Though sometimes they try to mate without offering anything. Wow, you're so dominant. Apparently, the practice of giving a female a gift is for distracting them, resulting in longer mating times. I actually think this is hilarious, and it reminds me of the Safari Zone tactics in Pokemon games, where you throw a berry or whatever to increase your odds of catching and prolong the encounter. Hanging flies use pheromones to lure a female, and then offer them a special hostage. But as great as some males are, there is a lot of competition, and these flies have to get crafty sometimes. The male scorpion flies actually mimic the behaviors of a female in order to take gifts from other males. And they also just show up for sloppy seconds. They literally wait around for a new female to fly into the area where the previous date went on and then present the next female with whatever is left from that previous male's gift. That's literally showing up to someone else's date after they left, taking the flowers or chocolate and then handing it to a new girl. The worst part is this actually works a lot. Now, of course, each family of scorpion flies has their own quirks and gimmicks. For example, the wingless snow scorpions in the family Boreidae, which are the flea-looking fellas, just hop on a female and stay there for up to 12 hours, just chilling there, literally and figuratively, because these cold climate scorpions just go about their usual day after pairing by feeding and walking around, and the females do absolutely nothing. Scorpion flies aren't really known for having any special defenses, and as a result, I was unable to pull up anything in regards to how they protect themselves. But I was able to find something interesting about their preference for dead animals. You see, scorpion flies are actually now used by forensic entomologists because they have been found to be one of the first responders to a decaying human body even before the much more famous blowflies, which I mentioned in the forensic entomology episode. And with that, this concludes today's episode on scorpion flies. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate it and leave a review if you can on whatever platform you listen. It really helps the show a lot. It's also super appreciated if you decide to support the Patreon page where you can get exclusive bonus episodes, polls, behind the scenes content, and other perks. You can find the link to the Patreon in the show notes as well as a link to the Instagram and Facebook page. Now, if you'd like to submit an insect for me to research, you can do that through the email, which is insectsfordummies at gmail.com, or you can just hit me up on Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and you'll hear from me again next week.